dearest listeners, welcome back to Storical. I hope you had as good of a summer as one can have amidst a global pandemic. Last year, I started spooky season in September, but this year, we're just going to go ahead and start the Halloween countdown in August. And what better way to do that than to talk about Mary Shelley, who was born on August 30th, 1797. So this week marks her 223rd birthday. First off, today is a short historical footnotes episode, and we're going to talk exclusively about the mysterious case of her husband, Percy Bysshe Shelley's heart. If you'd like to revisit the first ever historical podcast episode detailing Mary's whole life, check out the episode, The Strange Tragic Life of Mary Shelley. Link is in the show notes. Just a warning though, I didn't know what I was doing yet when that was recorded, so the sound quality isn't great but I feel like Mary would have wanted it that way. All right, we all know that Mary Shelley was a hardcore goth. And how could she not be when she had Mary Wollstonecraft and William Godwin as her parents? Again, go listen to the Mary Shelley episode if you want more backstory on them. Mary Wollstonecraft had died after giving birth to baby Mary Shelley, and Wollstonecraft had been buried at the old St. Pancras Cemetery. This was close to where Mary Shelley lived, and she grew up not only hearing the praises of her mother by her father, but also visiting her mother's grave frequently. And when she was 16 years old, went on frequent walks in the cemetery as part of her burgeoning romance with Percy Bysshe Shelley, who was 21 and also married, because of course he was. I bring this up because even though her father was into the notion of free love, he got mad at Percy for not paying off Godwin's debts as promised. So Mary and Percy had to meet in secret to conduct their love affair. And yes, if you were wondering if she lost her virginity near her mother's grave, she did indeed. She wrote in her journal that Percy couldn't hide his ardent passion and it led her to a sublime and rapturous moment. So there you go. More than you wanted to know about Mary Shelley losing her virginity. But also, we can all agree probably the second most goth story about her. Now for the most goth story about her. The Shelleys moved around a lot and frequently went to Italy to spend time with their good friend, Lord Byron. Mary's half-sister, Claire Claremont, was mistress to Byron and had a daughter named Allegra by him. During their trip to Italy in 1822, Allegra died and Percy was not exactly sensitive about it when he broke the news to Claire. On top of all that, Mary had a miscarriage and descended into a dark depression. Instead of being there for his wife, however, he wrote poems to the wife of his new friend, Edward Williams, as one does. One day, Percy and Edward decided to have a nice little summer sailing session and set out in a boat named after Byron called the Don Juan. The pair died after hitting a violent squall. Percy's body washed ashore 10 days later, and they were only able to identify him by a book of poems by John Keats, that he always kept in his pocket. Percy was only 29 years old. Mary was 25 and now a widow and single mother. Back in the day, and probably right now because of the pandemic, all sailors returning to port in Italy had to quarantine. This applied to bodies brought back from sea, and it was required that they be cremated there on the beach. Percy's friends Edward Trelawney, Lee Hunt, and Lord Byron cremated Percy's remains on a makeshift funeral pyre. Allegedly, the fire was white hot, but they noticed something odd. Percy's heart refused to burn. Trelawney snatched the heart out of the fire, and Lee Hunt begged to keep it, with the others taking bits of bone as keepsakes. Mary was absolutely heartbroken, first the miscarriage, now the death of her husband, and she wrote to Hunt and asked for the heart back. Percy's friends were a bit out there because he actually refused, noting that he was a better friend who loved Percy more than she did. 
and Trelawney, for his part, had Percy's ashes reinterred and bought the burial plot next to him so that when he died 60 years later, they could be buried together. Lord Byron stepped in and convinced Hunt to give the heart to Mary. Which, when Lord Byron is the most reasonable one amongst you, what does that say? Anyway, Mary wrapped the heart in the pages of Percy's poetry masterpiece, Adonis, and kept it in her writing drawer until she died in 1851. A year later, the heart was discovered in her desk along with some of Percy's ashes and locks of the hair of all of her children who had died in infancy. When their only living child, Percy Florence Shelley, died in 1889, the heart was interred with him. This story is pretty legendary, and there are theories on how the heart escaped the flames. Doctors have posited that the heart had calcified thanks to bouts of tuberculosis Percy had suffered from. They believe this is why the heart didn't burn and was able to be retrieved from the flames. Others speculate that it wasn't the heart at all, rather the liver or just some other random part of the body that had calcified, but Mary went to her grave believing it was the heart. We'll never know for sure. And it's also important to remember that while this is weird and goth by today's standards, it was commonplace in the 1800s and the centuries before that to keep mementos of a dead loved one. Some other famous examples of hearts taken as memento mores were from Robert the Bruce, Thomas Hardy, Frederick Chopin, and King Louis XVII, son of Marie Antoinette. That's all I have for you this week on Storical. I hope you enjoyed revisiting our queen, Mary Shelley. Please leave a review or rating on Apple Podcasts as it helps me win the algorithm and find new listeners. And join me here in September as we start off our spooky season with episodes on the life of the immortal voodoo queen of New Orleans. Thank you.